That uncertainty did nothing to improve my mood, and nor did the absence of the one London exorcist I'd been hoping to see at this shindig. But then Juliet Salazar never did hold with cheap sentiment. In fact, she probably didn't have any to sell even at the market price. Meanwhile, seeing as how this was a cemetery, the dead had turned up in considerable force. They clustered around us at a safe distance, sensing the power gathered here, and what it could do to them, but so starved of sensation that they couldn't keep away. It was hard not to look at the sad multitude, even though looking at ghosts often makes them come in closer, as though your attention is a gradient they slide down towards you. There were dozens, if not hundreds, packed so closely together that they overlapped, thrusting their heads through each other's limbs and torsos to get a better look at us, and maybe at the new kid on the block. The ghosts of the most recent vintage still carried the marks of their deaths on them in wasted flesh, oddly angled limbs, and in one case a gaping chest hole that was almost certainly a bullet wound. The tenants of longer standing had either learned or forgotten enough to look more like themselves as they'd been in life, or else had started to fade to the point where some of the more gruesome details had been lost or smudged over. The priest seemed oblivious to his larger audience, which was probably a good thing. He looked old enough and frail enough that he might not weather the shock. But people in my profession have the sight, whether they like it or not, and it's not something you can turn on and off. At one point during the funeral oration, Bourbon Bryant reached into his pocket and half drew from it the book of matches he always carried there, the particular tool he uses to get the whip hand on the invisible kingdoms, just as a tin whistle, clock's sweet tone, key of D, is mine. I put a hand on his arm, shook my head. Not the time, I said tersely, speaking out of the corner of my mouth. I'll just torch one or two fix, he muttered back. The rest will scatter like pigeons. I'll break your jaw if you do, I said equably. Bourbon shot me a surprised, affronted look, read my own expression accurately, and put the matches away. Why hadn't I got drunk before coming here? Judging by the faces around me, I sure as hell wouldn't have been the only one. Exorcists often resort to booze to stifle their death perception, just as a lot of them use speed when they want to put a particular edge on it. But I'm careful about how I deploy my crutches. Today it would have felt like I was hiding from something specific that I was ashamed to face, rather than just dulling unpleasant distractions. Bad precedent. I defocused as far as I could— staring through the massed ranks of the dead towards the cemetery's high wrought-iron fence, which was topped with very unchristian razor wire. No respite there, though. The breath-of-life protesters were pressed up against the bars like tourists at the zoo, shouting abuse at us that we were too far away to decipher. The breathers, as we dismissively call them, are radical dead-rights extremists— and they view us ghost-breakers in much the same light in which staunch Catholics tend to see abortionists. You can always rely on them to break up the funeral of an exorcist if they get a tip-off that it's going down. Most likely the priest or one of the sextons was a closet sympathizer and had sent the word down the line. 
Things were starting to wind down now. Carla threw some earth into her husband's grave, and a few other people got in line to do the same. Then the sextons took over for the serious shoveling. Now that we'd made that ritualistic nod towards plowing the fields, we were free to scatter as soon as was decent. Carla's earlier plan for a post-funeral gathering at her house in Mill Hill had been cancelled at the last moment for reasons that weren't entirely clear, and the service, which on the black-edged invitations had been set up for 3 p.m., had been moved forward to 1.30 without explanation. Maybe that was why Juliet hadn't showed. But, just as I was congratulating myself on getting away easy, a shout from back towards the main gates made me turn my head in that direction. There was a man there, running towards us at a flat-out sprint, which sat oddly with his immaculately cut Italian suit.